one man's investigation and adventure and seeking. with his friend Tiberius, they meet some friends from Tiberius's past. What brings you away from the sea to pester hardworking farmers? He said something about wanting to hear stories about the master. That's right. Back where I'm from, we have heard so many amazing accounts of Jesus and his miracles. I was sent to get the true account of what really happened. I don't know. There are no stories I could tell. Let me introduce everybody. Dr. Luke, this is Amos and his wife, Susanna. Amos, Susanna, Dr. Luke has begun a mission to collect stories about the master. But Susanna had more to say than what she thought she did. Today on Luke, the conversation continues as the parables of the soil are explained. That parable always awed me. Awesome. But what does it mean? Four types of soil. Soil, got it. Tell me, what is the secret behind it? Different results with the same seed. But if the seed is the same, shouldn't the outcome be the same? He who has ears, let him hear. Come on, somebody tell me. Don't leave me hanging in suspense. <laughs> All right, my friend, you would have fit right in with the twelve disciples. They, they didn't understand the parable either. So true. Very few of us ever did, at least not right away. Let me tell you what happened when Jesus' closest followers gathered at his feet later. And when his disciples asked him what this parable meant, he said... To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. But for others they are parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. The ones along the path are those who have heard, then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. And the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But these have no root. They believe for a while, and in time of testing, fall away. And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. 
as for that in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. I think I get it. The seed is always the same because it's God's word, the, the law. Close. God's word is the gospel. The soil is different, so the outcome is different. The soil is different, so the outcome is different. I can see how rocky or thorny soil would have different effects on the health of plants sown there, I think. Help me out here. What's the connection between the different soil and the seed, which is always the same? The seed of the gospel is the same for everybody, at all times. It's the same message for all people in all walks of life. There is only one way to get into the kingdom of God, trusting that Jesus came to pay the price of all our rebellions. Right. Ask yourself, when the exact same message of the good news is given to a group of people, what makes some people respond differently? People are different. They may be from various stages in life, needy, comfortable, weak, or strong. Is that what you mean? Exactly. Some people may be hard, like the soil in the path, or filled with rocks. There's almost no chance of a gospel seed growing in hush, in hostile environment where it will be trampled. Now, I've seen plants sprout and grow in some pretty rocky places. True, but it is a rare and beautiful thing when that happens. But that plant faces a lonely existence, weak roots, and is doing all it can just to survive, let alone maturing enough to produce fruits. And what about the thorny soil? Is it similar to rocky soil, restricting growth and development? Right. There may be soft, fertile soil there, but thorns represent all the worldly entanglements that people think they want and need. That represents people who start to focus on making themselves richer or get bored and abandon the goal of producing fruit. Now, do you understand the parable? I understand the various human responses and conditions. I can see that being in the field is the best place to be. I think he has it, but I feel like a challenge is coming. Doesn't the parable make a statement about being stuck in the soil where fate placed us? I knew you would come up with a good question. I could see it in your eyes. Is there no hope of overcoming the soil you're in? How do you get out of being born into tough situations? You have to remember, parables are meant to illustrate a single point. In this case, the gospel is always the same. It never changes. It never fails. When it appears to fail or produce less, it is all in how the individual accepts it or not. The gospel is unchanging, but humans respond differently. Any failure is on their changeable heart. But are people destined to fail just because they are soil in one of the unfortunate hard places? To start... You are beginning to stretch the intended purpose of the parable, but I have an answer for you. 
In times of old, one of our prophets said, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Soil is soil. It can't move. Neither can plants. But people are alive and can move. So as people, we might receive the gospel anywhere at any time. But unlike the unmoving soil, it's up to us to not only receive the good news, but move our heart to the good field. And if our heart is like a stony soil, God promises he is powerful enough to change it to a heart of flesh. So it's pretty important to respond and move to the good soil if we didn't start our journey there. I knew you would enjoy hearing Amos tell that one. I hope you have it all written down for your friend. I sure do. If you want, I can add some other teachings that Jesus also taught the same time. Sure, I'm ready when you are. Well, you gents keep on talking. Some of us hard-working farmers just can't lay around like some lazy fishers I know about. Well, when you see one, chase him back to his boat then. Bah, you keep all those waves and rocking boats for yourself. Grace and peace, Amos. Grace and peace, Amos. Bah. I'll save you a place in my boat then. Bye. Grace and peace to you too, Amos. Are you ready, Dr. Luke? After properly responding to the gospel message, unlike a parable with a secret meaning, we need to let it shine openly in our life. Presented by Protector Players Luke Nathan Caldwell, Tiberius the Fisher, Keith Helsley, Jesus. J.D. Sutter, Amos the Farmer, Nathan Essel, Susanna, Rachel Folliam. Music provided by permission of Forgotten Sound, released. The presentation of Protectors of the Book and HPN, life-truth.com. Scriptures quoted in this episode are from the ESV registered, the Holy Bible English Standard Version registered, copyright 2001 by Crossway, publishing ministries, good news publishers, used by permission, all rights reserved.